Hello. Uh, welcome to the second Pink Lizard Music podcast. Uh, I am your host, Dave. Um, <laughs> not not really Dave. I am uh, Benbo uh, slash Tris, and um, uh, we're going to talk today to Adam uh, Clements. Hello. Um, but first, uh, some important music. say important music it is obviously not important uh, no music is important um, <laughs> only economics are important and uh, George George Osborne's um, suppliers of whatever he needs to have brought to him are important <laughs> music is just um, a small matter uh, for idiots that is true I've heard that So, uh, against the backdrop of the marvellous fatty acids, um, we are to discuss a unique, independent creation of work. Uh, not just music, but visual work. We're very uh, delighted to have in the studio uh, Adam, who has been responsible for some amazing visuals that will be released on November the 1st. And I don't know when we're putting this podcast out, so maybe they've already been released. Uh, uh, jointly with uh, Janie Moffat, who um, is in Mexico somewhere. Or in the air. In the air. So um, uh, we're not able to talk to her yet, but hopefully we will be able to in the future. Um, I've got nowhere to go with uh, this music because it just kind of carries on. <laughs> How does it stop? <laughs> uh, well, let's, we'll let it finish. It's good though, I haven't heard this one before. It's, a, it's, it's what we call in the trade a banger. <laughs> <laughs> That's a technical term, is it? I wouldn't, I wouldn't understand that. No, uh, non-musical people rarely do. turn myself up. I ask myself. Hello? Nobody knows. You could turn me up a bit actually. Just on my... I can't really hear myself over the music when it's up. There you go. That's how that one ends. Oh, uh, <laughs> unexpectedly. No, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a gapless playback tune. It actually goes into the next, the next track, which is uh. Human Tetris Bodies. Uh, the final track on the, the the magnum opus that is Bolero uh, by the Fatty Acids, which Pink Lizard is extremely fortunate and delighted to be the publisher of. Uh, but the Fatty Acids own the masters, so please go and purchase it now. Um, it's on Bandcamp. It's like five bucks. Uh, we we've got some vinyl here in the UK, a few copies. So if anybody wants to buy that. 
um, send us a message uh, and we will put it back on the shop uh, because I think we're in disarray on the shop. I moved shop. <laughs> we moved the shop. The shop used to be on limited run and then that was costing us 10 bucks a month. So I was like, well, I love you, but we probably make less than $10 a month from the sales. <laughs> So, uh, so, so we moved it to Gumroad, which I think is probably a better pay, a better experience anyway. So we have to put the vinyl back up on Gumroad, is what I'm saying. Um, but if you want a piece of vinyl and you're not and you're listening to this in in Europe, uh, it's probably cheaper to get it from us. Um, but why not get it from the fatties anyway? You know why not? Just get it. Just get it. It's, that's the important thing. Any way you can. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I uh, I asked Adam. Uh, Adam just came came round for a chat, and I have I've corralled him to uh, do this uh, uh, embarrassing uh, appearance uh, <laughs> because um, uh, because of these visuals that he's done for uh, my song. Me, it's all about me. <laughs> uh, called if you feel emotional, and um, so Adam, uh, welcome to the uh, the pink to pink lizard stu- towers. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, an honour to be here. Have you come far? No, although I came long um, <laughs> in 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 terms of time. Geographically, not very far, but when you're sitting on the 59 bus, it feels like it's very far. I'm happy that the, the long coming was in terms of time. <laughs> uh, but the 59 is a beautiful, a beautiful bus. It I goes, mean, you know, without it, I wouldn't be here, south. so... Yeah, yeah, I love go. that bus, but it, it's a little bit uh, challenging in uh, when the when the ordinary folks are on there doing their the the commuting thing. Yeah, the rush hour thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, love London, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it is it is quite busy. Yeah, that's that's the right word. <laughs> so, um, uh, please, could you could you tell us? Uh, we should play this uh, this this track if you feel emotional in a sec. But please. Tell us a bit about what you have done for the video. What will people see uh, in uh, on November first? Uh, well, this video, um, this is a really fun one to make. Actually, me and Janie basically got together when we could. Um, we both had separate things going on at the time, but uh, once in a while we came together, carried on with it, made a bit of more magic. Um, and it was it was mostly done out of the unglamorous location of my bedroom when I was <laughs> living in Greenwich. Um, I had the set permanently up on my desk, so it meant that I couldn't really do anything else for the time while we were making it. That's good, because this is a very lucrative contract for you as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, exactly. I mean, I'm happy to put everything I am into this uh, on that basis. Um yeah, no, it was just, it was really fun. Janie made the characters. Um, so the characters are ni- uh, knitted, we should yes, point out. Yes, the knitted characters, yeah. They're, the, uh, they're, really, they're really cool looking. And this feels like, I, I, I've decided that it should be billed as a sequel to the Sheep on Drugs video. Well, with- there's, the, yeah, there's definitely a, a sense of continuity between the, the design look, um, which, like I say, like Janie's responsible for that side of it, and then I kind of man the camera, and uh, we both we, we both sort of, put our fingers in the set and move the things pipe cleaners 
Pipe cleaners, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, how long does it... The, fi- the film is like three minutes 20, something like that? Uh, it's the length of the track. Yeah, I think it's so three minutes 20 or it's, 40 it's, or I think it was. I think it was about three and a half. Yeah. How, uh, and this is stop motion? Yeah, it was stop motion, yeah, which I haven't done a lot of lately, actually. I should do some more. How it's, long does it take to uh, produce three three minutes 20 or whatever it can be quite. It can be quite painstaking. Um, cause we, but we were shooting... There, there's there's ways you can not cheat but kind of make things easier right so we shot this one uh on twos which means each photograph lasts two frames rather than just one ah. um so it kind of cuts in half the number of photos you physically have to take which what's is, a, is barely a... noticeable in stop motion yeah um but what's, what's actually halves the amount of work. What's so a normal is, frame, right? So it would normally be... Well, it depends on what you're doing. Video is 25 frames per second. Film is 24 frames per second. But it's around there. So so we cut it, We made it... It essentially becomes 12 and a half right. frames per second. Um, so it basically cuts in half the amount of animating you need to do. So basically what you're saying is for the for the, for the... The very lucrative amount of money uh, that, uh, that I was able to find you for this, you, you you only gave me half a video. We do owe you. We do owe you. Um, well, we don't owe you another video, really, but we owe you the bits in in between each frame. So we could go back <laughs> and revisit this and 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 kind of see what really the, happened. Do the in between frame. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of reading between the lines, isn't it? It's all, like looking between the frames. <laughs> all the stuff that I insist on seeing, all the stuff that that we missed. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've just there's had a whole an... other story there. Of course, uh, I uh, <laughs> I've, I believe that uh, this uh, whole recording process may just have buggered up, but hopefully not. I can still see the red lines on the screen, and I feel now is a good time to unmute this uh, track and play it.
uh, that's uh, Benbo, i.e. me, hogging the whole podcast. So you make of that <laughs> what you will. Perhaps um, drop some hate hate message over to uh, the Pink Lizard Facebook or the Benbo Facebook, if, if indeed Facebook is even relevant as you're listening to this, possibly in the year 2049. Um, well, you weren't really in the first podcast that much. Right. So you can just make up for it. Okay. Yep. That's uh, that's remarkably um, tolerant. <laughs> um, so um, we were just talking off off uh, off mic about um, the making of this because I I mentioned to you that uh, uh, let's just say this this whole track and vi- uh, both the track and the video have been. A long while in the making because uh, of wanting to get things right, and obviously when uh, and actually when you first sent me a clip to the track, which was an earlier version of the track, we were it wasn't even the idea that it would be a music video, right? Yeah. So uh, both you, both you and Janie, and and also me have kind of like been waiting for a little while for this one to come around, and um, um, we were talking about. Uh, the uh, I don't know what we were talking about. The, the kind of longevity of yeah of things like I feel that in you know one of the things that Pink Lizard music exists to do is to support unique independent artists, and that's not just mu- in music, but in terms of the other people that we work with. Hopefully, if we can, to support unique mastering engineers and unique uh filmmakers and Mm -hmm. unique designers um and 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 um one of the things that i feel is very prevalent in music videos at the moment is a kind of standard script there's a standard script for for kind of major label stuff which is kind of like there's you know there's gonna be uh, sex and violence in there and there might not be any of the artist in there and there'll be some kind of it'll be a fight either with balloons or blood uh, there'll <laughs> be go one way or the other there'll be so, some body some some actors or models will be having their bodies exploited and it's kind of there's a conveyor belt of making these videos which just feel like you know, it's for the sake of having something to go with the music. Mm. Uh, whereas, what I, 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 what I feel like it, the only the point of making the only the only reason to make a music video is if you're going to try to make something that's going to stand up for a while. Otherwise, it has you, become a kind of you're right. Like it's become a default thing where you've got to have a music video so you make the quickest and cheapest, but most inverted commas entertaining kind of thing and you just farm it out and that's it whereas like you know previously not all tracks would have had music videos and, right. and when they were they were they were because there was a special idea there you know so yeah yeah, yeah which I, I guess speaks to the fact that maybe people uh you, you know youtube's the biggest place to consume music mm. if consuming is like even a word one should use <laughs> in that context but um uh you know the, people expect music to to be visual and mm. um yeah maybe it shouldn't be fuck all that i think there's no, no i think there's nothing wrong with that as long as as long as people put the the same effort and attention into the video as they do into the track 
Yeah. Like I think you know, just because it is a default doesn't mean that it's necessarily a bad thing. Right. Um, just got a text. Uh, <laughs> if, if, if anyone would like to know, uh, the person that texted me is eating Pringles. Um, so I'm glad I know. Yeah, that's enriched everybody's life and breached somebody's privacy. All in one fell swoop. Uh, so uh, and and yeah, I mean, um, you know, we also just uh, we also just released the, the video for Worst Part, the radio edit of Worst Part by the Fatty Esses, which was a uh, which Kelly Michael Anderson cut um, for the band, and he's been shooting footage of them for seven years, and he's seven seven years. Wow! Like since they first was the idea of a band, and in in their basement, and. Um, uh, the love that you can see in that video because he he shot all that footage he knows all that footage and he spent many many hours going through it editing it and not just not just cutting it but also do you mean when he shot that stuff over seven years was that was it his, his intention to build up seven years worth to cut something or or was it just incidental i think it was kind of he's a filmmaker he had a canon 5d or whatever and mm. he Started shooting and was and his friends with the band, so shot them backstage when they were when other people were making the music videos and just and happened to keep it and then yeah. it, it was right to cut for this, yeah, yeah, because when we, it just seems to me like the Fatiesses have have a really great substance as a band. They're like a real, they're a proper band. There's nothing fabricated about them. They're sense of they have a sense of humour. They have an aesthetic and and they have like three albums. Mm. I I only discovered them on Bolero, but they have another two albums, and um, and there's so much substance there that what we wanted to do because because nobody had sort of introduced them to the UK was to say here's a band with substance, but they're also a new band to mm. most of us. Mm. So mm. check out what they are, and it just so happened there's, there was this archive of footage, so it seemed to make sense to to ask somebody to cut that, and it made, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it. I'm glad that it was Kelly that cut it because he shot it so he knew it was there and he's also giving it a spin. But anyway, so uh, we talk, we were just kind of speaking to, I guess what it what what does it co- what has it cost you, kind of personally to kind of try and pursue a unit you know a unique vision because you've you've developed a very specific kind of approach to storytelling I feel and and in some ways a couple of specific animation styles maybe but. I think, thank you, first off, that's a very flattering way of describing what I do. <laughs> uh, I've, never really, I've never really thought about necessarily consciously developing a, a specific aesthetic. Maybe, maybe a little bit so recently. Um, yeah, because the work you, do, uh, you did for um, Time to Change... Yeah, um, I think that well, since I've been doing the digital 2D animation, that has that has uh, maintained a continuity of, of style, kind of organic and 2D, uh, uh, sort of rough and sketchy and all that. Yeah. That, that just really stemmed from what I liked doing and what I liked watching before. Right. Um, which is all just a bit different, a bit kind of wobbly and not too not too slick. 
Yeah, because all your like your characters in the in the recent stuff, they have these, they have the wobbly. They're always, you know, this, they're sort of line drawings, but they wobble and yeah. they change all the time. <laughs> There's always movement going yeah, on, yeah, even yeah. if it's on a. I loop. try not to be too. Um to there's no I don't I don't like straight lines and I don't like consistent lines. Yeah. <laughs> um so you know if I if I draw one pose and the the next one is going to be obviously appropriate to the movement of the character but it'll the you know where the lines were in the last one won't really matter. I'll just, right, I'll yeah. just kind of scribble around. <laughs> and has it taken I mean How have you ended up at this point? You know, what 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 do you feel are like a couple of the formative experiences of you as a, as an animator? I think my first my first proper animation job beyond just experimenting when I was a kid was when I was working for Janie and Mike down in Hastings, and we had to. Um, we had, we had to, we got commissioned to make an animation. Um, we agreed to do it, but none of us really were animators. <laughs> and I, I, I was told, being that you know, being the dog's body, in a, in a good way. I mean that in a good way. But yeah. I was the one who ended up being being told, "Can you make this animation? Because you sort of have to." <laughs> and I just threw myself in at the deep end and um, and just did it. I knew I knew the basic principles of animation, um, yeah. not as well as I do now, but I knew how it worked. I knew, you know, that it's shoot a frame, move it, shoot another frame, move it, whatever. Yeah. Um, uh, and but but anyway, going back to how that was a formative experience was, I was terrified the whole time, and I wanted to get it over and done with as quickly as possible, and so it was a bit rough around the edges right. but but i then watched it and i was so proud of it and i kind of liked that roughness about it um, ah, so you sort of fell into the roughness <laughs> i fell into the roughness exactly yeah i mean it basically you know it wasn't aardman it was it was plasticine but it was a bit rough yeah and i thought well aardman already exists disney already exists you know when i'm doing the 2d stuff you know what all these things exist but uh, now that I'm saying this, maybe there's a reason that what I do doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to think that what I do doesn't exist, and that I hope to think that uh, maybe it should. And obviously, it feels like you enough for you to. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, I, I, I that, that the precision of animation that, that, that animation requires, the the patience and all that, it just doesn't feel like me. Right. So. Oh, what you mean to do it? To sparkly. do it, so exactly. So, right. so if I, I mean, I could probably do it if I tried, but that's not what I want to do. Yeah. So, so I like doing is... it quickly. I like doing, I like seeing the result of stuff quickly. Um, you know, I like to not worry too much where the lines go. Yeah. As long as it makes sense visually. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Um, right, we should um, play some music and then um, come back and talk a bit about Janie's vision in her absence because all the characters in the, in the emotional video are obviously hers. But um, you have uh, se selected a couple of um, tunes from the Pink Lizard catalogue uh, that, um, that you, uh, you're particularly uh, feeling. 
So, um, would, would, is there anyone in particular you'd like to play now? Uh, what should we play now? Play, play Neville Durd now that we're thinking oh, okay, about... Cool. Now that we're talking about the old animation, because yeah. that was one of the first ones I kind of so this, did something for. This is an old, um, uh, an unreleased uh, piece of music uh, that was sort of on a Benbow demo a while back, and um, yeah, it's called Neville Durd, and uh, it will start in approximately... Uh, four clicks. Plot. I don't know if what I'm saying is making any sense whatsoever. Mm, okay, good. Actually, like, um, there we go. Oh, sorry, are we back. That on? was Nerval Durs. <laughs> I was just going to say that that one really reminds me of a very specific time and a specific group of people in a specific place. It's nice. Right, please go on. Well, no, I just we. Um, it was for your black hole party. Uh, um, Way back, two thousand nine. Where was that at the crypt? Yeah, the crypt. Good old crypt. Um, you wanted some visuals made and Mikey came up with this wicked idea that every that we would do a succession of shots in all in completely different styles uh, all stop motion but in different characters some were drawn out of what were they one, one was like painted onto a bath one was one was um, one of those little wooden mannequins and some were like on glass and cutouts of paper and stuff like that. And um, he came up with this wicked idea that in each shot it would be someone entering sh- entering the shot through a black hole and exiting the shot through a black hole. It was and, beautiful. And then it <laughs> beautiful was just... Concept. Then we just chucked them all together and uh, and we topped and tailed it with a bit of Max and... and um, oh, what was his dog's name? Bailey, Bailey. And uh, so so, yeah, he was... It was Max trying to find his dog. He fell down the back of a bush and he just went on this weird, trippy experience of, through lots of different black holes and then he came out the other end and found his dog. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't high concept, but it was fun. <laughs> but it was so neat. And actually, 
we should get that video live and um uh we will get that video live and we'll put that we'll make that we'll make that track for sale because uh, um it's mastered and it's ready and uh uh we should do and uh, so we should we should hats off while we're here we should hats off Mikey uh, McDuffie Finley and Max McNeely yeah and um, Emmett as well and Emmett of he course was, he was in on that it was it was the three of us me Mikey and, and Emmett were doing the, the video and then Emmett made Otty's hide and seek video did he uh, with Thad maybe and maybe a couple of other people I don't know so Thad. I haven't spoken to Emmett for a long time I feel bad Everybody's connected. It's yeah, all, it's yeah. all a bit Hastingsy <laughs> around here. Um, so and yeah, so uh, there was a unique vision for that Nerval Dirt video, and uh, there was a unique kind of vision, I think, for the If You Feel Emotional video, and that is really, you know, driven by Janie's character design, I think. And, yeah, totally. I mean, is the story like a joint thing or? Yeah, kind of. I, I, to be honest, I would say again, it was more her. Um, I was with that one. I was, I was on animation yeah. and camera. She was on sets, characters. Yeah. You know the way things looked. Yeah. Um, what I find fascinating about kind of the the existence of the well, about about well, what, what I love about it is that Janie has worked on as she's worked on films. She's produce corporate stuff um and what she's doing like more regularly now is is related to knitted ca- is the knitted characters right and knitting mm. and knitting as a yeah as a well, form she's, of expression she's and doing storytelling the, the craftimation factory stuff and it's it's all based around craft and everything but and, and it's it's um it's just her. That, yeah, that's that's it, what you said, but it's true. Like, it's 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 so much that she's just found who she is, like as a creative person, and and she's just doing it, and it's great. I love that, and and she's always had that that about the stuff that we've done together. Yeah, um, and that was that was partly why we clicked as a kind of duo um, as collaborators because. We both like the whole rough around the edges thing, and yeah. you know uh, that that comes into her work in terms of making the sets and the characters, and then I enjoy animating them because it, it the animation style feels right for the for the character style, and yeah. it all just sort of it all just sort of fitted together. And I th- and I think if you feel emotional, that's where it all everything everything just came together really nicely in that one. Yeah, if we'd have had like a big studio and stuff that would have been cool (laughs) (laughs) always but but sitting in my bedroom and animating was so much fun um and going back to what you're saying about finding out who you are as well like that Janie kind of really helped me work out it it was around the time that it was around the time that we made if you feel emotional that I started to realize that I wanted a stylistic and conceptual direction for what i was doing all right and janie's always really helped help me in working out the the importance of working out what you're about yeah and she's done it so well with 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 her stuff yeah and yeah it's hard right well the thing is yeah the thing is that that when you're when you're creative like i don't like using the word artist really because it sounds a bit pretentious, but when you're a creative person mm. and you're creating, yeah. you're always 
you're always developing you're always changing you're you know that's just being a person that's what being human is isn't it i mean you never i'm not going to make a video tomorrow and they go right that's that's it yeah you know for the rest of my career i will do the same thing over and over again yeah but it's more it's more it's a more abstract thing um finding out what you're about not not just visually yeah. even even as a visual artist it doesn't mean just visually it's like the way i'm doing like the the um the, all the socially conscious angle on what i'm doing now it, like that's that's more important to me than the way it looks right. so so this is your, your this is your your kind of company name is tree tunnel and yeah, the, and, I mean, and this is, and you're 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 looking at working on social socially yeah. conscious so, pieces of yeah, work. Yeah, company is a bit grandiose. Um, <laughs> it's me basically, uh, but I make it look like I'm a company. <laughs> I, fe- I feel you. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, so so the the angle there is that is doing ad- advertising and a- advertising for non profits and ethical businesses and uh, socially conscious documentary work right that's kind of top line what we're doing um I, I i'm still gonna I, i'd still like to do music videos but more as a just me you know not not under tree tunnel yeah because tree tunnel is i feel like a really strong identity now and and that's not and like i say that's not just about a visual aesthetic yeah it's about a it's about um having that attitude and that and that direction in terms of who I am, you know, what I like, what I want, who I want to support and stuff like that. And was it, I mean, I feel like I have this problem like perpetually, but was it hard to decide to focus on a specific um, area like that? Hmm. Sort of. <laughs> okay, so it was it was hard to. The thing is that I I didn't I didn't one day just go oh I need to find an area to focus on yeah and then put loads of work into what that was. It did kind of just gradually reveal itself. Yeah. So for example, when like, I, like Buddha. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he would stop revealing himself. <laughs> sorry, He's to all, but sorry to all Buddhists. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> sorry to Adam for uh, interrupting his health. Yeah, inducing a fit of <laughs> coughing. Um, yeah, no, it, it it did just it it kind of was a gradual thing. So it doesn't feel like it was hard it, i didn't i didn't work at it it just it just appeared i was lucky because i was at university at the time so i wasn't really having to well i wasn't really having to do anything because <laughs> 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 I, I was a student and lazing around a lot of the time this is why um you know this is why george osborne should cut all university yeah, tuition fees and everything related we to all know that students I mean, they just gain nothing bum, from the experience. So no. They're not. They don't become productive economic units for that time. Nope. And uh, but they are useful for incurring debt, uh, <laughs> which can be packaged up and sold as part of collateral debt swaps and whatever they're called. Yep. So you know, maybe keep maybe keep universities. Yeah, but not not for free. Not for education. Not for education. Simply for debt a debt accrual. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, so just sorting out the world. Um, here on Pink Lizard Music's podcast, 
uh, with the magnificent Adam Clements and a round salute to the genius of Janie Moffat, who mm-hmm. cannot be with us today, but I hope uh, Janie uh, maybe m- might consider coming in in the future and talking more about uh, uh, what she's doing with her characters. That should uh, definitely happen. I, I agree. Um, so we should play some more music, uh, as selected by Adam, from the very the very limited catalogue of Pink Lizard music. So um, what would you like to play next? Um, play, play the, uh, play to shake the mountain. All right. That's my favourite. Cool. So, uh, I was just going to take me a little while to get it sorted out because I'm basically rubbish. <laughs> uh, okay. So, would you like to, uh, kind of introduce this? Well, I'm not really the one to introduce it, but I can say that when I heard it, uh, it just blew me away and it's been going round and round my head for about... A year or more. How? When, what year was it you did this? Uh, we we, did is a, it two years ago? We did a version of it in 2013 as part of Project IE. Yeah. And then we did a. That's we what have it. a new version, which um, which I which which I'll play. But I'm going to check it check with with Riz if it's okay to uh, play the whole of it. Um, but we have put. We actually have an EP coming out in uh, hopefully January, cool. um, which. Um, We'll have this on, because uh, it's currently unavailable, and two more tracks, and uh, will be designed, I very much hope, by the geniuses that are Zero, who mm-hmm. designed the Pablo record for us, um, and are doing something... They complete. did your logo as well, didn't they? Uh, not the Pink Lizard not- logo, that was Page Money. Uh, right. Over in, uh, I don't know whether she's in Atlanta or New York at the moment. Uh, that was the genius of Paige. What was it they did then? Oh, they, they did, did the record the, sleeve. They for, did the record sleeve. So they did the yeah. the, 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 the unpronounceable uh, pink ver- label that, uh, that uh, <laughs> Pablo or... is on with the X's. They did. They designed that logo. Yeah. yeah. So so they designed a pink lizard for us, and then yeah. we uh, we need some more money to get other people to design more 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 labels for us. Cool.
mountain down Shake the 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 mountain down
That's the right word for this one. Yeah, I remember. Um, you know, this was such a such a surprise. Um, I think we're doing that under the name "Alone in Splendor." Actually. Oh, are you? Okay, yeah. cool. Um, so that was such a surprise because um, Riz uh, found out that that this I was doing this collaborations project and it emailed me and I was like. I'm sure I know that name. And then I kind of like looked her up on Wikipedia and I was like, what? <laughs> um, and I guess that's one of the reasons it's the, you know, Pink, Pink Lizard got set up was to, I met so many amazing artists, whether they're established like Rizzle, whether they're, not established and just you know and just working from their bedroom or in their spare time from a full-time job or whatever it is and he and everybody equally you know valid as an artistic voice mm. and um uh so it's a it's really quite mind-boggling really that uh that you know that chance encounter has kind of spiraled into this situation where we're sitting here talking about that and the f- and we uh, uh, later on I think we're going to play a track off uh, Neotropics Force album which we just re-released which hasn't been available mm. digitally for ages so um uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about at this point um what would you like to talk about why don't we no, my mind's blank. <laughs> what, this uh, happens, when, especially when I talk about myself. I, uh, I, I get bored of talking about myself. What does um uh what do you what do, let's talk about unique independent uh art, art makers of art. Who are your inspirations? Wow, um, that's that's a very big question. Um, you know, I think. It's not... I, I tend not to have individuals who inspire me specifically as as much as there are works of art or whatever. There Love are it. obviously some. There yeah. are obviously some whose work consistently um, impresses me and, and that I love. Um, but I think... I think everyone everyone does different things all the time. So, for example, I can I love one thing that someone does, but I might not like the next thing they do. And and also, unless they're getting a bit morbid for a minute, but unless they die, <laughs> you don't know what they're going to do in the future. So I don't like to put them on that pedestal, right? Because they, they might disappoint you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I feel like maybe you had a bad experience once. <laughs> <laughs> with putting someone on a pedestal um, and they let you I, down. I don't know, may, maybe not, but they um but it, you, you know it's just true, isn't it? You know, you can I know what you mean. I mean, you know, George Michael, you know, wasn't just, you know, 
after uh, Jesus to a Child, uh, that album, whatever that one, it's, you know, I've been, been been wishing. Yeah. But just not quite been there, so. No, that's a Whereas, shame. you know, Courtney Love as well. I mean, Courtney Love, g- brilliant. But then, you know, I try really hard to like her kind of her more recent work and I don't really like it. Mm. So, but obviously the first whole album is a mind-blowing, heart-rending experience of genius. So I, I get you. It's just that, you you know, if you, if you put that on one person, if you say, oh, this person really inspired, you know, whatever. Also, you don't know anything about them as people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if, you know, you... You know, you could meet someone who's a, who's a, been an idol of yours for years, and then you turn, you realise you hate them. Yeah, and, that, and, and that, I, happened, I, that happened to me actually. Did it? What happened? Well, uh, I went to uh, I went to Germany once to play Acid House at an event with uh, one of my uh, one of one of my very favourite half of my very one of my very favourite acts, um, uh, Air Liquid, who are German. Uh, techno people, acid techno <laughs> dub people, and um, anyway, um, suffice it to say that uh, Walker still owes me 200 euros for a seven inch that never happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, your heroes can indeed turn out to I mean, be I re- knobs. I went to, yeah, <laughs> I, like- I mean, you know, I'm a knob, so well, exactly. What are you going to do? Yeah. You're a knob. Yeah, exactly. It's tough. I don't want someone to admire me, because then they'll meet me and... Disaster. Shattered dreams. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's not really Walker's fault, is it? I'm projecting. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, seriously, I think... Yeah, uh, ideas inspire me. And... Um, and also a lot of a lot of non-visual things inspire me. So music, novels, things like that. What that old um, rubbish? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's true. And and all that stuff. And it is. It goes back to what I was saying about how I I actually value more my development as a person and the things I care about more than the development of my aesthetic style. Yeah. Like, it's, it's a, you have to be a bit of everything, you know? Um, and I remember I, one of the first jobs... Why, why do you have to be a bit of everything? Well, because it, it's important... Unless, unless you're going to get a job where you're doing one very, very specific thing, when you're, where you're a very small cog in a very big machine... If you ever, if you want to get to the point where you have any any amount of autonomy over what you do, yeah, then you know you have to have you have to have the ideas and, and a visual style and a direction and all this stuff, you know. And I think it just makes you a rounded person, and a, being a rounded person makes you a rounded creative. I, d- I, I don't know. I, I, I can't articulate what I mean. I just think it's true. Do you mean that you have to be able to turn your hand to stuff that you might not? instinctively want to do or do you well, mean not that necessarily you have... in a not necessarily in a professional way not not that you have to have a, you know i'm no good at color grading that doesn't mean that uh, i'm not saying i have to be able to turn my hand to that right uh for a start i'm colorblind so i wouldn't be, <laughs> i wouldn't be very good at it um, that explains why the emotional video is completely yellow <laughs> <laughs> is it no. Okay, good. <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I don't mean it like that. I just mean you have to draw 
draw on inspirations from everywhere. Right. So, for example, um, I remember... You, you, do you know Arjun? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, the, one of the first jobs I ever did in the film industry um, was I was running on a film that he was ADing on. Oh, uh, AD this being assistant, assistant director. directing. And this was back in 2003. Right. Maybe early 2004. And he was ta- we were talking and he said to me, like, oh, you, you know, you've got to read the papers every day and stuff like that and read the news and know what's going on in the world. And I, and I just thought to myself, why? I just want to make films, yeah. you know? And Tell me the papers. <laughs> well, it, is, it can be depressing. depressing. Yeah, it is, yeah, often. But, um, but if I just... If, if all I did was made films and read about films and watched films, I would only ever make films about films, about people making films. You know what I mean? You, right. And it's... I just think the better a human you are, the better an artist you are. So you feel like it's important to engage with the rest of the world? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that has just summed up the last five minutes of this podcast. Yeah, well done. (laughs) (laughs) You see, that's interesting because I kind of have some sympathy for that. But then I also think, actually, if you're developing your own vision, really, it doesn't matter. Fuck that. You can just sit in your own poop and, like, just keep on going down the tunnel of your stupid fantasies and 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 it might turn out really weird but then on the other hand it might turn out like it was you know made in 1993 because that's the last time you actually listen to any music or whatever so <laughs> it's i don't know i kind of i, I do see what you're saying if you if you just sit in your own poop <laughs> you're just going to throw poop at the walls and call it art and and even though someone else might appreciate it it's not really art because all you've done is all you know Right, so you feel like there's an element of challenge. And you have a, to take a, a discomfort. You have to take your your yeah, and you have to you have to take your your take on the world, not just on poop. If your take <laughs> on the world is to throw poop at a wall, yeah, and that you know that's perfectly valid, then that's great. But not but but you have to know about more than poop to make poop art. Yeah, so what you're saying is, if I read the papers and I still want to sit in my own poop... Which would be a completely understandable response. Then then, then I'm, I'm a better informed poop maker. Yeah, I think that's it, yeah. I, I kind of agree. I can't disagree. I mean, my thing, oh, is, my, my thing is drawing penises on stuff, so... <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I probably do need to get out more. Read from that what you will. Um, yeah, anyway. So, uh, <laughs> sorry to everybody that's listened this far. Um, Humblest uh, apologies. We are. We we will now. um, We 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 will listen to. I I feel like I want to choose a track uh, because um, you do have that power. Have the power and um, uh, what's that? What's that? That was the intro. Yeah, that's not the one I want. Let's see if this is the one I want. Um, Frantic mousing. Frantic mousing. My God, that sounds. Potent- <laughs> the potential for what frantic mounting- mousing could be is is disturbing. Uh, what is this, please? Tell me what it is. Yeah, let's play this. Um, just because um, I think it's pretty cool, and uh, it's um, Rob McFarlane's remix of Worst Part by the Fatty Acids. Boom. 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 <laughs> <laughs>
is this so far? Uh, it's like an hour and. I was going to say minutes. it feels like we've been talking for a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried making a podcast once before with one yeah, of my friends. No, I listened to it. Did you? <laughs> fucking terrible. That's that's the uh, so, fucking terrible is not the verdict. <laughs> yeah, I, I, wasn't talking I about the track, to no. add on on Rob McFarlane's <laughs> remix of Worst Part by the Fatty Acids, but is indeed. Uh, Adam's verdict on his previous attempts of making a podcast. Yeah, so, the problem was. Where can we, we were, listen to that? Uh, I'm not sure it's up on iTunes anymore. Actually, it used to be on. I- if you want to Google <laughs> um, a podcast called Above from Below, then you could maybe find it somewhere. I don't know. We haven't done it for like two years. I don't condone googling anything because <laughs> Google, oh, I'm Google sorry. is evil. I but, use uh, that as a generic. I verb. have actually um, used Google today, so you know. I use it as a generic verb. You can use whichever search engine you have. You try uh, using Yahoo. Really? Or, uh, no, I try and use DuckDuckGo, which doesn't track you. Oh. So it's like actually respects your privacy, okay. which is um, obviously important when you are just looking at pictures of chickens all day. Exactly. Uh, um, because you just get sold out. Like, people just try and sell you eggs. Yeah. Um but the problem, the problem with the podcast was that we tried to make it a podcast. We tried to make it a comedy podcast, right? Right. So we would try. We'd spend an hour just chatting about. It. We basically, when we're together, we laugh a lot, right? Me and my friend Nick, and so we assumed that if we just chatted for an hour, it, it would be, be really funny. It would be really funny, and it wasn't. And, <laughs> And we tried then, we tried harder at being funny, and that made it less funny. Yes. Uh, all in all, didn't work so well. Well, you know, you have to try this shit. Yeah, it's true. I'm glad I, glad I made a podcast. You know? <laughs> like, I, you know, I don't just do film and animation. I, I try a podcast, I try writing a song. I try exactly. doing, You know, you have to do a bit of everything, don't you? As, 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 as you said. As I was previously saying. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to do a bit of everything. Um, so we're, we're coming to the end. Adam has one more music selection from the vast Pink Lizard music catalogue and ever-growing, mm-hmm. should I say. Uh, but before that, uh, please enlighten our, uh, our, our, our listener, if there is one, with a... Uh, <laughs> I'll listen to it. Of course, me too. <laughs> Enlighten uh, myself. There we go. <laughs> remind yourself. <laughs> remind myself of uh, of of one one or two of the uh, of the works of art that you have found to be unique and inspiring in recent years. Okay. Um, top top one by a country mile is an animation called "It's Such a Beautiful Day." It's a feature animation. Well, it's a it's kind of a short feature. It's about a sixty or seventy minutes, so it's not it's not full feature length. But it's 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 three short films which cool. were designed to work together as one feature, each short being an. Act. What's it called again? I've forgotten already. It's such a beautiful day. And, it's such a beautiful day, I and it's animated by things, a guy. Co- sorry, it's animated by a guy called Don Hertzfeld. Okay, um, and he has created a work of pure genius. He he did almost everything himself. Um, he just kind of drew stick figures on paper and uh, then chucked in all these weird film effects and stuff. Oh, wow. And, um, and... Sounds rubbish. Yeah, it does sound <laughs> rubbish. Do you know what? I'm, I sh- I'm, I'm really bad at pitching things to <laughs> people, which doesn't bode well for my career. But... Um, <laughs> It's it's just in, it's it's so beautiful as as a film. I mean, 
so it's about a guy who has uh, either either a mental health condition or a neurological condition. They never then they never explicitly say what's wrong with him. Right. Um, it's just about him and his life and about um, his worsening condition, etc. Um, but. Yeah, I, I I feel like I, the more I talk about it, the worse it's going to sound. Um, no, it's cool. I like it. So it's got stick people in, weird effects. Is about somebody who's, ha- who's got a neurological condition or a mental health condition, and it's called... It's Such a Beautiful it's Day. It's Such a Beautiful Day, and it's directed by Don Hertzfeldt. That's right, And yeah. it's 60 to 70 minutes long, and it's three separate shorts that are made to work as one, and then you found it very inspiring because... Uh, because it's just... It... it, uh, it, it uh, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, actually, I forgot. You've got two selections left. So you've got um, oh, one by Neotropic and one by Panelectric and Ish. So, um, would you like to... Which one would you like to do? I think we should go out with Panelectric and Ish. Yeah, well, I mean... Are you going to play is, the whole thing? Uh, we'll leave it's it on the like, end of the... We'll leave, maybe. Why not just... Yeah. Leave it on the end of the podcast? Because it's 23 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so, uh, 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 so that was uh, that was one unique. What was uh, it? Thing. Which one was it? The, if we if we were trees, one. Yeah, you want to ha- have that one? Yeah, let's have that one now. Yeah. Why do you That's, like this? Why do you like this? Uh, it's just really nice. I just really like listening to it. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's you know like I'm really I, honestly I, I feel like I'm not doing any justice to all these things that I'm trying to recommend. Why should you have to provide a critique beyond? It's really nice, and I just like listening to it. You shouldn't have to. I, I suppose you shouldn't have to. No, that's what it's all about. It's really nice, and he likes listening to it, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, If We Were Trees by Neotropic from her, actually, probably classic fourth album, White Rabbits, which, by chance, has just been reissued through Rouge Reptile, our, our, pink, our pink Lizard Music reissues label. No kidding. No kidding, mate. Cheap as well. Just five pounds. <laughs> Worth can, every penny. Or you can get a signed CD. You've only got eight of those left. So you can get a signed CD. Um, here it is.
I love this track too because it just peters out into this kind of weird, like, just sort of meandering, like, what are we doing kind of music, which is mm. obviously exactly what the song is about. Mm. It just feels like it really hangs together. Yeah. I could listen to that all day. Nice. Well, um, we'll put it on a loop. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's from White Rabbits by uh, Neotropic, which... Um, I have been listening to... We've been trying to get this a record reissued for a year, probably, and I, so I've been listening to, to it on and off for a year, and I have to say it's one of the deepest albums that I have ever listened to. I, It gives up more mm. on repeat listens mm. uh, than... Yeah, so I'm fairly new to it, but I, uh, I, I know for sure it will be getting those repeat yeah. listens, yeah. Uh, so uh, and and before you go, uh, uh, you spoke about Don Hertzfeld. Uh, do you have a, a, a one more recommendation for our, our poor listener? Probably not. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel, I, you know, I, there there are. I think if I was to list another one thing, I'd want to list another one hundred. Okay. Okay, because Don Hertzfeld's that film. That's the thing. That's the thing that's right. been that's been going round my head. Cool. Um, recently. Nice. Right, so um, in that case, we will simply um, provide your, you with the opportunity to introduce uh, this uh, final track that, that is your selection, uh, which is absolutely, definitely the longest track in the Pink Lizard. No, it's not, actually. We have What's unreleased longer? work from, from Neotropic, actually. Do you? We have unreleased um. work, which uh, is kind of installation work. That I would really like to get released, kind of like gallery oh, yeah. gallery installation stuff. I, would I think to that. we'd probably cut it into chunks and like make it gapless playback. But at the moment, it's probably thirty-seven minutes plus. Wow, nice. Uh, anyway, so coming in now is uh, this one is Air by uh, Pan Electric and Ishk. Is that right? Is it Ishk? Right. 
I presume so. Well, yeah, I, I can't see it actually another way of it being pronounced. Uh, but it's I S H Q. And what what, um, uh, what what do you like about this? This tune? this is real four in the morning music. Um, around the time actually that I first listened to it was around it was <laughs> the complete middle of the night. I was working and it's just it was it was so. Um, so good to have on in the background while I was doing stuff because it's not distracting but it's but you get in you get really involved it's almost like your subconscious is listening to it more than your ears um yeah I mean it, it's just it's really good and I like it <laughs> thank you very much uh, Adam Clements uh, animator director extraordinaire Operating under the uh, organisation named Tree Tunnel. Uh, obviously, you welcome commissions from <laughs> yeah. socially conscious places. Yeah, and uh, if people wish to be in touch with you, they should do so at? Uh, at treetunnel.com, I suppose. All, all the rest of the links are in there. You've got Facebook and stuff, numbers and emails, things. Lovely. Uh, please... Subscribe to our podcast and rate it, uh, unless you're going to give it a bad rating, in which case don't rate it, um, but subscribe to it anyway. <laughs> um, and uh, send us any feedback that you want to at uh, tris at pinklizardmusic.com. I hope we've provided you with some free entertainment that may uh, translate at some point into happiness. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Thank you for having me.